You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode two. Buckle up. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode two. On today's episode, we will be talking about goals and goal setting, and including in that will be um, things that help us achieve our goals and what may prevent us from achieving them. Uh, we thought with this being the start of a new year upon us, it would be a great topic to talk about. We have a few ourselves uh, that we'll speak about, along with um, maybe some New Year's resolutions that you all may have that you can tell us about via the social media. Um, Craig, why don't you... I think you got a good couple thoughts we were talking about prior to the episode. You want to expound on it, brother? Sure, brother. Now, we've been talking about goals and um, setting them and reaching the goals or not meeting the goals. I think everybody, everybody listening, I know for sure all of us, there's just things in our life that we've written on a sheet of paper, like this is what I'm going to accomplish this year, in five years, ten years. Maybe it's with a relationship. Maybe it's with our fitness, our, our business. And, you know, I, that's as I kind of, personal to me I've always pursued you know I wasn't one of those people that's kind of glass half full and you know I've gone to Tony Robbins events and all of these sorts of uh, things just trying to get clarity on on what makes us tick and wait things, a second did uh-oh. you walk on the hot coals how far along did you get into this let's just say that I did walk on the coals and it was pretty awesome were there any injuries super fan Craig no injuries I mean it was it was mind-blowing that's really something you should experience but <laughs> my feet did not burn it's the craziest thing you'll ever okay experience. no wound care that's awesome <laughs> no wound care and, and it's funny you mentioned that because that experience was sort of this like your mind says there is no way I'm walking on these coals because they literally burn them down to these glowing embers and they dump them in front of your face and you look at the gl- it's like a big barbecue pit that's about 20 you know yards long and you walk across it but well, why are they wanting you to walk across the coals Craig well I, th- I think the goal he's trying to accomplish is that your mind says there is no way a human being can walk across those coals and not burn their feet I mean that's what the rational mind would tell us and there's a series of exercises you go through where you get your mind to believe that that is possible. And I'd be darned, you walk across those coals and your feet do not burn. At least mine didn't. I hope maybe maybe halfway you start thinking oh, the wrong thoughts, it could, but I don't know. It's uh, something to experience, definitely. Man. Sounds well, like we got a trip in storage, huh? I'm telling yeah. you. And you know what? Hey, I might go back to that for y'all. So. Well, that whole uh, description that you had of the hot burning coals uh, reminds me of many dance floors I've left behind. <laughs> I take that back. It was not burning coals they dumped. It was the wood floor after Steve broke it down for 30 minutes straight. <laughs> Nothing but steam and fire coming off that thing. <laughs> and actually, what's the funny thing is after you walked across, you kind of started dancing like him because your feet couldn't stay down. <laughs> there is one uh, and only John. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and it's, it's interesting because I think a lot of times, this is something that I had learned is, 
you know, we always, you know, there's our shoulds and our musts. You know, a lot of times I should lose weight. I should start this business. I should reach out to that person who needs some um, connection. But it's usually only when it's a must that we actually, you know, you got to make it a must because if it's a must, then we, we, we do it. And, and I think a lot of times, you know, our behavior patterns and our beliefs are influenced by, like going back to the last episode, we talked about why people come into your life. Um, you know, there's people that came in my life that gave me inspiration or, you know, whether it was, you know, the kid who talked about all the weight he lost. And I was like, what, if he can do it, I can do it. Or, you know, a lot of kids, you know, when you're five years old and your parents say, don't, don't touch the electrical outlet, don't touch the knives, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, you can't do that, you can't do that. Well, you're at an age where your mind's impressionable and subconsciously you might be telling yourself, well, I can't do that, I can't do that. And as you become a young adult, you know, even though your parents' best interest was your safety, subconsciously you have these beliefs that you can't do things and it's not anything that you can't do, it's just what you subconsciously have told yourself you can't do. And, and not any fault of your parents, but a lot of times it goes back to that. And uh, we create these limiting beliefs. And even to this day, I think a lot of us, you know, our shoulds aren't musts. And whenever we do um, want to accomplish something, we let these subconscious fears slow us down. And so I think it's the fear of, you know, you know fear of failure, Maybe it's the fear of ridicule, uh, the fear of losing love or losing connection with the certainty in our lives. So everything's real comfortable, but sometimes going outside that comfort zone is, is scary and it makes us, you know, pump the brakes. Yeah, man. Um, I, w- I would agree. Should and must is another way to, I think that's well said. A lot of times in life we, we procrastinate or put something off to the last minute until we absolutely have to do it. Um, there's a lot of times we know we should do something, but we, we can't bring ourselves there because we want to be comfortable. We don't want to feel the uncomfortability, which ultimately spreads growth. So uh, well said, man. I agree. So what age would you say that um, children quit being impressionable? Because my three-year-old doesn't take a whole lot of direction right now. If I tell him don't do something, it's a guarantee it's going to happen. <laughs> he gets it from his dad. I can tell you that firsthand. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I thought where I heard that it was maybe seven years old. They talked about um, right. There's these psychology guys who say if you want to do something, listen to these affirmations right before you go to sleep or right when you wake up. Um, there's these alpha delta waves that your brain's going through, and you're kind of in that state of dreaming and consciousness and subconscious. You're aware and you're not aware, and that's when your mind's most impressionable. Well, apparently from birth to six or seven your brain is in that constant state of uh fantasy or subcon uh, awareness where you're absorbing this and you believe in fairy tales and fantasies that's why life is an adventure and you're going crazy and all the fantasies you can imagine are reality and and so that's when we're most impressionable and, and fortunately a lot of times and most of our parents are going to discipline us but i think uh that also impacts kind of our beliefs to this day and you you can go back and look at your childhood and a lot of times, you know, you know, relationships with parents or friends or family members, you know, had an impact on what makes you the way you are. And it's just crazy. Yeah, no doubt, man. Along with the people in your lives, you know, TV, uh, social media, things like that can also be impressionable and cause one to, to be afraid to, to step out on the limb. I mean, I will say, even with us doing the podcast, we could probably personally speak to it, uh, putting ourselves out, out here a little bit uh, with some of our own thoughts, some, some topics that are probably controversial, some would agree, not agree, more thought-provoking things. And one of the first things that came to my mind when 
I really wanted to do it, obviously, and getting y'all together was, man, what are people going to think? It's just the natural reaction on almost anything you do or what kind of outlash, backlash will we get. But if, you know, let fear or, or not wanting to attain something that I thought was important and y'all thought was important, we could have easily said no to it and not be down the road. No, for sure. I mean, I was the same way. Matt said, hey, let's do a podcast. I was like, oh, hey, whoa. You know, we have these conversations with each other, but to, to talk about them with y'all and, and put them out there, you know, you're vulnerable and yeah. you're putting out your thoughts and feelings. And, you know, and so that's something that uh, there was a there was a saying, if you want to improve, be content being thought of foolish and stupid. And if you think about it, you know, children don't, aren't afraid to be foolish and stupid. They dance and act up and they they put on shows and they're silly. And there's a point where one day you look back and you just put the brakes on because it's embarrassing. You know, people mm-hmm. are going to look at me. They're going to laugh at me. But there's that childish part where they're not afraid. So I think as adults, we need to kind of go back to that that time whenever we don't care what people think, what they say. You know, we have this one life to live. And if we're going to let somebody outside of us control the experience we have, then, then we're going to have this tons of regret one day living for someone else living for someone else and and scared of what people think so you know i think at the end of the day it's just reaching that point where you go you know what it doesn't matter and then going for it yeah man that just made me think something the the quote you gave being content with being foolish stupid etc this I, i thought an appropriate time to give a shout out to our bro lady uh, who you may be hearing at the start of these episodes, you know, say in episode one, episode two, and that is Jeanette. She is our um, our consultant, or we like to call her fourth member of the team, who does a lot of our editing for the podcast. And she told me whenever I, I reached out to her about doing this, hey, it's going to sound weird listening to yourself. You're going to feel kind of dumb just talking in the microphone, but just get used to it. It, it be basically exactly the quote Craig said, be content with being a little stupid, a little foolish. It's going to feel weird, but that's all part of the process. So a little shout out to Jeanette and thanks to her for all she's done for us. Thank you, Jeanette. All right, guys. So at this point, we thought it might be a good idea to delve into a couple of our own resolutions that we have for the new year. Uh, We all kind of talked about it a little bit. And sometimes uh, before getting into it, uh, we wanted to make note that Craig and I were just talking about this before uh, setting something that is attainable, something that you can reach and or but something that's not a layup, so to speak, something you might have to work for. And if you don't reach it, not that big a deal if you made the effort to get to it and you fall a little short you probably got better off than where you were before you started. No, absolutely. And I think, like you said, little successes build on on themselves. And I think you're truly happy when you're making progress. So, you know, if you want to climb the mountain and you go, gosh, I just can't get to the top of that mountain, you're going to just, it's easier to stop. But if your goal for that day is I'm going to step over this one uh, stone on this trail, well, that's, that's much more attainable. I mean, that's that's a trail to the top of the mountain, but your only goal at that moment in the whole world is to step over that one stone. And if you just focus on that one piece, then I think that, you know, just having those little daily successes and being content with those and, and celebrating those, um, that's the real the real goal. I mean, that's really the accomplishment. And then one day you look back and you've, you've stepped over 10 stones, and then two months later you've, you've stepped over, you know, a half a mile of the stones. The next thing you know, you're at the top of the hill. Yeah, man, part of the process as things evolve. Yeah, that's a great point, uh, Craig. Uh, I think too often people set goals that are unattainable for themselves um, where they start off and they quickly lose interest or get disheartened because, you know, they started off too big. That's a great example of you, you know, taking the 
initial small step to attain that goal where most people get started and their goal is to climb the mountain and they're going to go and or run a marathon and they're going to try and go and run six miles of the first day as you and I know with uh, the type of work that we do that doesn't usually mm. turn out too well um, so right. you need to take the small steps to get started in the direction uh, to achieve the goal that you want to do absolutely which one of us wants to kick off first with the with the goal we came up for the new year for? Well, um, one of my goals, and I'm sure it's a common goal between all three of us, is uh, to get this podcast launched and out there for everyone to hear. Um, no doubt, bro. Absolutely. We've had a lot of brainstorming going on with this and a lot of planning, a lot of fun lunches, a lot of excitement, and uh, it's great to have that as a reality. Um, the second one that's going to be coming for me a little bit later in the new year is uh, we've got another baby coming. I think I've said this every time that we've recorded. Um, so baby's due in January. Uh, due on my younger son's birthday, January 21st. And um, at that point, my wife and I will be outnumbered. There'll be three children against two. So I've had several people out there that are, they tell me, they're like, oh, goodness, you made a mistake. Now, you know, two is okay. Yeah, at least you're evenly matched. But now you got three out there. You're outnumbered. They can gang up on you. <laughs> and the, the, the two by themselves already do a pretty good job. So uh, my my goal is going to be to transition into a uh, smooth, comfortable life for myself and my family and to welcome the new addition and um, bring about those changes in stride without too much stress. And still maybe go on one trip with the guys. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, I guess for myself um, – I practice law, as y'all know, and uh, when I started practicing law, I was not tickled pink about being a litigator, so to speak, running to court a lot, arguing, getting hyped up. I'm more of a kumbaya, everybody, let's be happy and, and make a deal kind of guy. And uh, about almost three years ago, I started at the firm I'm with now, and, and my plan was really never to do much of any litigation, just do some pre-lit stuff. And I have now evolved my way into doing full-out litigation, meaning depots, mediations, things like that. And so a couple of weeks ago, and it toggles on into the new year with, with what I'm trying to do here, is to put myself in a situation that's uncomfortable for me. Probably one of the reasons that I don't want to do um, some of the more courtroom-type legal work is uh, the unknown of it, um, not wanting to, to do that. And one of the things I've learned in my life is whenever you are – afraid of something or concerned about doing something, if you prepare for it, it will alleviate some of that stress, anxiety, worry. But also once you do it, it's a leg up for you. So that's been one of my things. And I'll talk about it a little more in the pump your brakes, hit the gas pedal episode, but, but forcing myself out there a little bit in things that I don't enjoy necessarily or thought doing. Yeah. And this was a pretty funny process to see him transition and go into, um, whenever he first started, uh, and he took his first deposition or did some of the real lawyer work like I referred to it as. It was quite comical uh, hearing that he was going to be going doing these things, going meeting with judges. I would die laughing at him and say, oh, my God, you're going to actually do lawyer work today? <laughs> <laughs> so I gave him a hard time but definitely pushed him with both uh, – both hands and feet in that direction to say, Hey, this there is your he is, patting himself uh, on the shoulder. This is your, again. this is your profession. This is what you decide to do. Go, go be a real lawyer. And don't let them fool you. Matt is a ninja at what he does. So his, um, I know his clients appreciate him cause he's, uh, he's definitely a rock star in his, in his field. 
Man, I appreciate that, Craig. And, and that is really one of my things, trying to, to get myself out there. It's not only better for myself to have a new experience. And, and I'm a believer. I don't want to put my head on the pillow at night and think I could have done something or I could have tried something. Honestly, one of the reasons for this podcast, like I said, had its own fears and concerns. But at the end of the day, it's a new experience, a new memory. So that will be um, something I'll be trying to work on in the new year. How about you, Craig Cream? Oh, man, Craig. <laughs> Maybe maybe get some more Craig cream out there so people can uh, hopefully experience some pain relief. No, but actually for me, it's uh, I have a couple. And you know, Steve struck a chord with me. You know, I I have three daughters, so I'm I'm outnumbered, and two female dogs and a wife. So <laughs> so uh, it's uh, I'm not definitely that, outnumbered. <laughs> you know, I have my 18 year olds fixing to go to college, and you know, just time flies. So you know, I have a one of my, I guess one of my personal goals would be just to, to really just, and I've always tried my best to just be in the moment, but, you know, really be present for my family and, um, cause you know, time is flying. And so that's, that's something is life is busy and fast and all of our careers are super busy. Um, which is one reason that one of my business goals is to, to move a little more towards a virtual presence. You know, I've been in private practice for almost 13 years, seeing patients, uh, one-on-one evaluating and treating them and then you know, doing procedures. But, the relationship is between me and the patient across the table. And, you know, I have conversations with them, answer questions about what's wrong. We look at pictures, we talk about, um, you know, outcomes and what to expect. And, and while it adds a lot of value to the patient, um, it, it, you know, it takes a lot of time, you know, in the field, me and Steve are in, you go in at eight in the morning and you're having constant conversation contact and you can't turn it off till five. There's no putting your feet up on the desk and checking emails. There's no, you know, taking a two hour lunch break. Uh, unless you schedule it, but you know, it's just one of those deals where it, it takes a lot of mental, physical, and emotional, um, energy to, to talk about people's pain for eight hours a day. They come in and they just dump everything on you. And so you're part psychologist, part physician, and it's just, um, it's, it's rewarding, but it, it does take a toll on your family and your, um, you know, to, to some extent you have to have to find, you have to find balance. So one of my goals is to try to start moving towards a virtual presence, you know, uh, I have a lot of conversations about, you know, the problem that's going on and the pictures that we're looking at. And so my goal is to maybe start putting some of those in a video format where I can have patients reference those and the conversations that I'm having in person, I can reference them to, uh, uh, videos to, to, you know, watch a couple times. So if the conversation we have, uh, doesn't stick, they can learn more and then be able to offer this value online so people that maybe live in a different state maybe i'll be able to describe a medical problem in a way that they can understand and hopefully over time connect with those individuals and and form a relationship um, online and so i think that there's a lot of opportunity for physicians to spread their um their expertise virtually connect with a larger group of people and then add value through um you know either uh, telehealth uh, where you can talk to someone online or are different services and things you can offer people. And, you know, what's the, what's holding me back? You know, we talk about that mentioned that action. Uh, I think it's imperfect action. You just accepting the fact that it's not going to be good at first, but you just take a step and have fun with it and just do it. So that's something that hopefully I can see happen. And if I look at the big picture, it's kind of uh, overwhelming. But if I say, okay, I can need to shoot uh, 10 videos on these low back pain problems. I think that's doable. And yeah. so, that's that's my stone to step over for to get this thing rolling. Well, I've, and that's a great project too. Uh, so many times, you know, a patient will come in, and you'll describe to them, show them their X-rays, their MRIs, things that are going on with their problems, or uh, 
Um, and it's probably overwhelming for them. Um, I just had uh, an, an episode this morning where I um, had a patient come back. I'd already told mom, told the, the daughter what the issue was. Well, the dad came in today and I had to re-describe everything that was going on again. So that online resource, I think, would be a very valuable tool for people to use to be able to refer to and um, share with their family members what specifically their problems are without having to come in and you do the repeat what you had already done prior. That's, that'll be a great asset. Yeah, man. And like you're saying, Craig, sometimes you just got to jump off the diving board, you know, yeah. start somewhere, get in the water and, and figure out which direction you're going to swim, so to speak. And, and you can learn from it along the way. We all can in anything. I, I can almost promise you those of us listening to us right now to the podcast, it might sound hopefully a little different come episode nine or 10, somewhere down the line. Once we start figuring out a little more about it, perfecting it and things like that. Cannonball. <laughs> <laughs> so hot dog. Has anything in your uh, life this week caused you to pump the brakes or hit the gas? Anything yeah. you want to share with us? Yeah, guys, I'll, I'll be the guy this week. Um, like I just alluded to a little bit ago, uh, wanted to put myself in different situations in the legal world and um, had the opportunity to depose a fella. Nice guy. Honestly, one of the things that makes the job a little difficult up in um, – Indianapolis. So it's a video trial depot. I had never done one before, really didn't know much about it. Did ask uh, a ton of questions to the guys I work with, especially Lee. God bless him. Uh, he wound up coming along for the ride up there to Indianapolis. We got to catch a Pacers game, get some food, and, and wind up doing it as usual. I Pacers game, huh? That sounds fun. I wish I had to get going in on that. I wish we were invited. Don't worry. They were actually both invited and both turned me down. Um, as usual, another turned down opportunity for them, um, which I do give them a hard time at heart about that, along with their wives. But hopefully we'll get a trip on the books in 2020. That's one of the goals as well. Uh, but, yeah, it was an opportunity for me to jump off the board, hit the gas. And um, so I got myself up to Indianapolis, did it, and happy I did, honestly. That's awesome. Okay. Anything in your life this week that um, caused you to hit the brakes? Yeah, man, I was thinking about it. I started running um, probably a couple months ago. Wait a second. I've seen you run before. You make it about 30 yards. How, uh, how, elite athlete, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> how far are the bases? Uh, how far did you run in college? Isn't it like 90? That is right, man. First feet. to second to third. 90 feet. Okay, so about 30 yards. Yeah, man. Um, I decided to get into some long-distance running for the heart. I am just turned 33, a little on the younger side, but heart issues running our family. Um, I work out a ton, don't do a ton of cardio like Craig over here does. Um, so I decided to do the couch to 5k app, started that a little while back and got myself up to running about 35, 40 minutes straight. And some days after a long day at work, etc., even with my nice two hour lunch break <laughs> that, that I get, give it a hard time about, um, it, it, it's good to go for a run. And I, I ran three out of four days in a row and my body was starting to tell me along with working out, my body was starting to, to hit me a little bit. Hey man, you got to slow down. And so it made me think to myself with this little segment of pump the brakes, it's good sometimes to give your body rest uh, mentally or physically. Sometimes if you're working hard, it's good to just check out, watch a movie, you know, go for a walk, maybe just sit in silence. Same thing. Sometimes your body may tell you, Hey, you're pushing it a little too hard. Take a break, you know, let yourself and y'all could probably definitely speak to the physical part of it, but but take a little break and, and rest up some. Absolutely. Your uh, your body definitely tells you whenever it needs a break. Uh, some of those warnings can be legitimate, and some of them were your body just doesn't like those activities. So some of those things you need to overcome whenever you get started doing it. Um, but 
Absolutely. It's good to take a break and rest. Um, when, right. Definitely whenever you're starting new activities and getting into more strenuous things that you're not accustomed to doing. Yeah, man, there's a fine line with how hard to, to push yourself and not push yourself because you can't get anywhere without, like we've been talking about, um, going to new heights that could be mentally or physically. Um, but, yeah, uh, there's there's a line there and when to slow it down along the way too. You know, and take those times to rest and celebrate, you know, your new accomplishments. That's, that's awesome, man. All right, guys, we appreciate everybody tuning in to Episode 2. As always, you can find us on uh, social media, on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Uh, check us out there. Maybe shoot us um, a message telling us what your New Year's resolutions are, what you're working on, because we'd love to hear from y'all. We, As we stated in the last one, we are definitely sharing some of our experiences with y'all uh, to maybe uh, provide some insight, some positivity, things like that. But we'd love to hear from y'all. Uh, you can always learn from others, and that's a big part for us, too. Yeah, let us, let us know what caused you to hit, hit the gas this week, what caused you to pump the brakes. Thanks for joining us, guys. Look forward to hearing from you, and we'll see you next time. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing, sun is shining, nothing more I need. Yeah. If you fail.